Welcome back to the New Wave Nerds. I'm your host, Brennan Seb. Joining me, as usual, is Shade. Hello. I am back again. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, you were just on the last episode. Besides that episode. Yeah, they don't know it's been a while since you've been here. <laughs> yeah, Shade's been gone for three weeks. Well, um, I've had wrestling. Shade has had wrestling, but he's back. Uh, not better than ever, though. Probably slightly worse. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Guys. You weren't that great before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty shitty, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so what do we have this week? We have the long anticipated, <laughs> long anticipated, long. I've been wanting to do this for literally a month. When did this come out? Like November 11th. I yes, I, I, right on the dot too. Was that the exact day? Yeah, November 11th. Really, <laughs> I'm impressed with that. Anyways, I'm not gonna um, lie to you, I just said that. Oh, oh you don't actually know you. So you just suck, is what you're saying. I'm pretty sure it's November 11th. I'm pretty sure it is too, but. I guess that's not exactly important. <laughs> hey, don't, um, don't worry. Next year, we'll get to Black Adam. <laughs> it's going to take some nah, time. No, honestly, at this point, it's over, dude. I'm just kidding. Here, a little impromptu review of Black Adam. Um, it had some good fight scenes, but don't yeah. waste the $12. Uh, it's on HBO Max now, so it's free. Yeah. I guess watch it. It don't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, James Gunn. Yeah. Well, 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 I'm sure... You better in not the, screw this in, up. In, in a week or two's time, we will have an episode talking about all of the uh, the flurry of news that has been surrounding DC as of late. But but this week d- d- we have uh, dude. I still haven't even said the title. <laughs> what we're talking about? I was like entirely anticipated, and then we went to go talk about <laughs> something else for like three minutes. Um. Anyways, don't know. From the title. Should we build the suspense a little bit more? Oh, yeah. So put some sp- suspenseful music in the background. The um, end of the Marvel Phase 4, uh, the epic uh, movie starring Letitia Wright, directed by Ryan Coogler. It's it's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, if you hadn't gathered. Ricotta. Ricotta. Dude, um, Ricotta cheese. Cheese? Dude, it's, it's really good. It's fire. You know what's better than ricotta? If you say feta, I'm going to punch you in your, your booty hole. I hate feta. Okay, good. Yeah, no. it's too... Not after I had to prepare the feta for my work one day. It comes in a bucket full of cheesy water in a block, and we oh, have to break it up. Yeah. I almost wanted to puke. I had cheese water all over my foot. You understand what that... Isn't that what it's like when you shower, though? Cheese water all over your foot? <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, written and directed by Ryan Coogler. (laughs) What? Nothing. What? It was a little silly. Also written (laughs) by uh, Joe Robert Cole, starring Letitia Wright as uh, she's returning as Shuri. Thankfully, she was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Hmm? That's summary. It's what? Summary. <laughs> summary. Anyway, so yes, we might as well just do a plot summary. I'm going to read the one directly off of IMDb. Yeah. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. If you didn't know, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> shade, stop making a joke about it. Um, yes, non-spoiler review, Shade. 
What did you think of this movie? Dude, it was so good. It, there, it's 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 uh, very close to beating the Batman for like my number one favorite movie of the year. Really? Very close. The Batman's your favorite movie of the year? I think so. You suck, dude. That's what I had. Well, <laughs> that was one of the reasons I was like, we shouldn't do the awards yet because uh, I want I need to see more movies. Well, it's either Batman... I don't know. I'd have to look back I, at I felt really fake doing the awards because best visual effects was the ca- one of the categories we decided, and I knew that it would be Avatar. But I haven't seen Avatar, so I can't put that. But I know that after I do, it's gotta be that. It's just it's so visually stunning. Avatar the Last Airbender from like two thousand the, the Avatar M. the Shyamalan Way of Water. Movie? I thought that's that. not even called Avatar the Last kidding. Airbender. It's just the Last Airbender. Wait, really? Yeah, because they couldn't call it Avatar the Last Airbender because Avatar the movie. Oh. I'm sorry I added a the. <laughs> you know the reason they added the last airbender subtitle to the the TV show was because James Cameron had trademarked the, the just the name Avatar. Oh. Even though that movie didn't come out until like 2011 and the Avatar TV show started in like 2005 or something. You know, surprisingly there's three movies named Avatar. You got Avatar the that Avatar movie with uh Leonardo DiCaprio about the airplanes. And then you I've got, never seen that. I didn't even know it existed until got, just just a second. M Night Shyamalan's Avatar. It's not last. called Avatar though. Their Avatar isn't in the title anywhere. It's, it's just, just the Last Airbender. Oh, the last because they couldn't call it Avatar. <laughs> oh, well, Last Airbender. But Avatar's not in the title, so your points moot. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what are yeah. we talking about? Um, anyways, yeah, I thought this movie was great too. Indeed. But finish your finish your thoughts. You didn't finish. Yeah. What's your uh, non-spoiler review? <laughs> I, I thought this movie was phenomenal. CGI was... It was CGI. Although the water effects were really impressive. The Yeah, the water was beautiful. Like, like when they would talk underwater, it actually seemed like they were underwater in real life. You know? You know, I didn't... And I, I, I was reading some... Or I was watching some... And apparently the actor of... Uh, Namor... That sounded like a moan, bro. Yeah, that was gross. I didn't mean it to sound like that. Uh, apparently, he didn't know how to swim, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, other than that, yeah, this movie was phenomenal. Great. Other than that, the only bad thing you thought of the movie <laughs> was the fact that Tino Huerta couldn't swim before it started. <laughs> Ironheart suit. That sucked. Yeah. Uh, is that really all you're going to say? I'm trying to think of the cons, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll go then. Um, I thought this movie was great. <laughs> you know, I we discussed that I was a little worried going into it. Okay. I wasn't necessarily worried, but I didn't want to put too much stock in it, you know, because we discussed that I wanted it to be incredible because I loved the first Black Panther and I knew we were getting Namor and I thought it would be dope. I was v- surprised with how good it was. Like, I thought it was going to, at best, it was going to be decent. You know, I I didn't think we were going to get something that would end up being likely top five MCU for me, right? But this definitely, I think, is top five. It might even be top three. I have to rewatch Spider-Man No Way Home before I can really officially say that, but it might be top three. Um, I think there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. The cinematography was beautiful. I mean, Ryan Coogler was really at his best here. Coogler and the actual cinematographer, um, <laughs> whose name I can't remember, but I did remember it earlier. Autumn Gerald Arkapaw. Uh, <laughs> incredible job, honestly. Like, the 
the camera work was beautiful. I, I mean, but you know, I'm, I'm a, a massive fan of like those tracking shots, right? And they, they utilize that a lot, especially in the opening scene here. Um, I did love the movie. There was a few, the, the biggest downside for me was that end, which we're not going to, we'll discuss more later on. Cause again, no spoilers right now, but the end battle, half of the end battle was anticlimactic for me. Like it felt like nothing happened. Um, and that's honestly, I think, the only reason that this movie isn't my second favorite MCU movie. I think if they had that end battle scene, like, locked in a little bit better so it was more consistent, this would easily be the second, my second favorite MCU movie. But unfortunately, yeah, it just, it doesn't, it didn't quite hit it, but it was the best out of the phase, oh, yeah. by far, in my opinion. Um, actually, no, I guess Spider-Man No Way Home is in this phase. So Spider-Man No Way Home, I think is I think Spider-Man No Way Home ends up being better than this just because it is a more it Spider-Man is consistently incredible. Whereas this movie is incredible up to those few little things that don't hit for me, you know? I will admit Spider-Man No Way Home, well of course it was phenomenal. A perfect piece of cinema. Like I can't, <laughs> I I can't think of anything bad about it, but there's only two MCU movies that I say are perfect tens, and they're Infinity War and No Way Home. Oh, I was going to say Eternals. We've made that joke way too many times. We? You've made that joke way too many times. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a great movie. You, there, it's, it's the second best thing in the phase, and I think there's a wide gap to number three. You know, like, I, I mean, I love Hawkeye, and I love Werewolf by Night and Shang-Chi, but I think they, they're completely different from this, in the sense that, like, this isn't, this didn't really feel to me like a superhero movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, this was a movie that was, it was there to explore grief, right? It was it was there to be like an in-depth analysis of the grief that one feels after losing a loved one. The superhero aspect of the movie felt like it played second fiddle to the to the part that was um, like the 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 fact that this was about the death of Chadwick Boseman and, and T'Challa. I actually agree. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so to finish out the, the the non-spoiler review, I gave it a 9. Probably a 9.3. Oh. A 9.3, I think. Yeah, what do you what do you give it? 9 squared. It was it was that good. I square rooted it 9. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, I gave it 81. <laughs> um you know, it was great. Um, but yes, yeah, so that sort of finishes out the non-spoiler review. From here, we are going to start talking more about the story in general and the actual aspects of the movie. Indeed. So this is your warning. Um, if you stick around, we're going we're, we're to we talk a, about... I wish we had an alarm. Warning. Warning, you know, just kind of like add some effects or something. Laser beams going off. The Death Star blowing up. <laughs> That's what we should do, is the sound of the Death Star blowing up. So that is the end of the non-spoiler. Time for the spoilers. I want to talk first... Everybody dies. I want to talk about first <laughs> um, that opening scene. That opening scene was intense. Dude, dude. that gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember... Going into the movie, uh, you and I had discussed that I was like really nervous about seeing Letitia Wright in that main role because, you know, up and I hadn't seen her in anything apart from, you know, the, the other MCU stuff she'd done. And in all that, it was she was just there for comedic relief. 
you know yeah. you know she was just there to be like what are those that goddamn sneakers you know it was like stuff like that like she was great as shuri in in the first in the first movie i just i was nervous coming in seeing her do something serious but that opening scene dispelled any fears i had the emotion in her voice was so raw that i was like oh, okay she's she's got it she could she's got that sort of ability to do other things i think i think the reason why it was kind of scary and like it, it gave me chills and it like i was like dang what's going on <laughs> Was because we knew who they were talking about, and they didn't give us any explanation. They jumped right into when she is trying to save T'Challa. Yeah, the exact last moment. That's it. Like, like we don't get any, like, oh, your brother has a disease and you need to save him, and then she starts saving No, like, right into it. Right, yeah, there was no exposition. It was just, like, something's going on. Sure, he's trying to fix it, and obviously she fails. We just don't know who they're... Who, we know who she's talking about. It's just we don't get to see him. You yeah, know? which which was kind of sad. I'm kind of happy they didn't do a CGI though. Like For a sure, fake. I don't like it when they do defakes of people who have passed away. Yeah, it feels weird. Like uh, like Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious series. Or right, right. I can't think of any more. Did they deepfake Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, or did she film all of it and then she died? I think she was alive. Was she alive during Rogue One? Because they did it, there was a defect of her in the. Well, yeah, but it would have been a young her. Oh, yeah. That's that's not like the same thing. But I can't think of anybody else. That... I think I think she died after Last Jedi, and before Rise of Skywalker. So I don't know if she was alive for all of Rise of Skywalker. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Yeah, honestly, I mean, she was she was great, but <laughs> I agree. I'm glad that they didn't defake. Um, yeah, and I'm also glad that they. I, th- I think if they had made it so there was exposition about T'Challa's death, it would have felt like the movie was about him. Whereas in having him not show up at all, the movie's entirely about Shuri and Queen Ramonda and, you know, the other people of Wakanda. And it's, you know, it's, I, it's it feels more, it's more of grief after death rather than the death itself. Yeah. But I, I I thought that opening scene was beautiful. Um, I mean, you know, terribly beautiful, hauntingly beautiful. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Hauntingly chilly. That's hauntingly chilly. <laughs> Haunting, dude. Like it, it was, yeah. Like I felt like a ghost was in the room. Yeah. Know? The the decision to put I don't okay. Granted, I haven't seen it for a while, so I can't be 100 percent sure about this. But I remember there being no score. <laughs> And no yeah. soundtrack in that scene. It was just like Shuri's feet running around on the ground, and it and like you know obviously people talking, and it was like she wasn't wearing a sneakers. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but I I think like and I, I obviously said earlier that I really like those like extended tracking shots. I don't it it it's a greater testament to like the skill of the actor and like the actual depth of the writing and also obviously the skill of the director and cinematographer. I think if those scenes are longer and there's no cuts, right. That's one of the reasons I love the, the daredevil TV show is because I mean that opening, not opening, but that early on hallway fighting scene. God, that's so cool. It's, 
incredible because we know, there's no cuts, right? So we know that they're actually like going at it. You know I what like, I mean? I like how they don't follow him at all. They just stay in one place the whole time in the hallway hallway just, fight just and panning down the hallway. When he, when he like beats, when he kicks that guy into the room and he goes into the room with him, and we're just in a hallway of a bunch of guys on the floor and like no Daredevil, and we just see him walk out knowing yeah. that he won. God, that's so cold. Yeah, it's really cold. But I, I love that style of shot. I mean, that's why, like, th- things like, like, uh, was it 1917, that movie about World War, I think it was, where it, it, it looked like it was all just one continuous shot. I watched that in school, which means I fell asleep the whole movie. Okay. I think it was 1917. I don't remember. It wasn't, because it, it wasn't Dunkirk. Ah, whatever. Not the point. But Dunkirk I, was good. Dunkirk was great. I love those that style of shot, you know? And the fact that that whole scene was one continuous run, I it was like, it made the performance of Letitia Wright feel more organic, more genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all in all, good movie. And that's it. That's it. That's um, it. That's a wrap. <laughs> Go. Um, so let's see. Uh, I suppose we we should talk about about Shuri like taking up the mantle of the Black Panther, right? So I thought it was weird, like for like trying to create a heart shaped herb was weird to me. And it, I mean, it makes sense obviously because we know um, you know Killmonger burned all the heart shaped herb. That you know, mother truck. That scene was cold, dude. Yeah, when he's standing like, in the burn it, <laughs> yo. <laughs> That was crazy. But we yeah, he burned that and so then obviously the next question is how is she going to get the 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 powers of the Black Panther? How are you going to recreate the heart-shaped herb? So it's a logical choice, especially considering how you know her whole thing is that she's a very technologically advanced scientist. Um so it makes sense that she would be like trying to synthetically create the heart-shaped herb. I just didn't like it felt a little weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. 3D printed a heart heart shaped herb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, got that got that file. <laughs> she got it off Etsy. Okay, uh, play the cricket noise. <laughs> so one thing I didn't really like about this movie was Riri, and not that I didn't like her necessarily. I just felt like she was way underutilized. Yeah, like they had set her up, and you could tell that the only reason she was in the movie is because they wanted to do Ironheart. The, the TV show. Yeah. Um, her inclusion didn't feel genuine. And oh, that was funny. Her introduction. Yeah. And I was talking to my dad, and he said that he'd heard that... Um, I can't remember if, he, if he'd heard this at, like it was a thing, or if he'd heard it like it was a rumor. But there was... You know, there's a part where they pick up... They go to pick up another doctor, and originally she was supposed to be the one who does, you know, all the, the stuff. But then in the end, they came in and were like, hey, we need to include Riri Williams. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just make it her. So it felt like she was just there and she added nothing to the story. And because of that, I don't like her. <laughs> like as a character, I think she's cool. I would have just... I think she should have either gotten more character development or she should have just been nixed. Like she shouldn't have been in there, you know? Um, God, I was going to say something. How do you feel about Riri? Oh, um, I liked Riri. Besides the fact that, besides her suit, it looks stupid. Yeah, but, her suit was dumb. But 
I I just I thought she was the com- com- comedic relief in this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Besides Okoye, right? Yeah, Okoye. Yeah, she was pretty funny. Okoye, she's got some nice dry humor. Yeah, but she you could tell she like she also had, like was dark in this movie because she was in pain too. Oh yeah, she was hurting. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I don't like I don't I don't I guess the, saying I dislike Riri was not accurate. I don't like the way they used her in the movie. Yeah. Because she felt like she did nothing. It was just there. The fact that she didn't really have much of an impact on the story, it felt like they just added her to add her, to set up something further. And I think that's cool. You know, if you want to add her to set up something further, I just think she needs to have a part to play in the movie. Yeah. Um, Off topic. Uh, I liked how long it took shuri to take up the mantle i agree it like i like how there was a huge gap instead of her jumping right into being the black panther yeah you know yeah i agree i think it, it adds to that level of grief um and it adds to us accepting her as the black panther yeah you know what i'm saying because i think if she'd taken it right away we all would have been like this doesn't work you know what i'm saying like she doesn't she's not got the right personality it's different it's weird it's weird having somebody else do this. But I think the fact that, you know, she went through this sort of emotional turmoil that eventually led to her picking it up, I felt like it felt more natural. Yeah. She was great. <laughs> I, I, I loved her, yeah. she Yeah, she was phenomenal. I mean, what? Uh, like, I think Spider-Man uh, No Way Home was, like, it got nominated for an Oscar, didn't it? Or not an Oscar, uh... I think an Oscar. I I would seriously doubt it. Or there was a Marvel movie that got not anyway recently. The point is, I think so. I swear to God, I th- either it was either it was nominated for best visual effects. Um, it might have been, but this movie could be nominated. I think the only nomination it's going to get is I think Anna, Angela Bassett is probably going to get best supporting actress. But I think that's all because I think didn't it already get wasn't there already some. Here we go. Five wins, 66 nominations. Golden Globes, that's what it was. Best performance, that's what I was thinking of. Because, I, I I don't know, I mean, I guess I don't really follow it, but a lot of people were like, the Golden Globes is often, you know, a stepping stone and a good indicator for what the nominations are going to be for the Oscars. But I don't actually know if that's true, because I don't really care. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you say that like a German, with a German accent? That was not a or German a accent. <laughs> Swedish. But um, I think, I, I don't, I could see it. I think it could, it easily could be nominated for best visual effects and best cinematography. Cinematography, definitely. For sure. But I don't think it's it's best picture worthy. I think, I, I, I that's not the correct phrase. I think it is best picture worthy. I just think there are other movies that have come out that are going to top this one as far as like you know the critics view is let's see what do we got for spider-man no way home okay nominated for one oscar i stand you were you were correct i was wrong best visual effects i'll admit i was wrong i can i can accept that um about damn time i'm just kidding i think i think um dune won over this though yeah dune 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 beat this um which Dude, I still haven't seen Dune. I gotta oh, read the book. Um, God, it was so long. Yeah, I've heard. Tr- but what were we talking about? Yeah, I, do, I just don't. I don't think this is gonna get. I think it could. This is tough because I think it's gonna get nominated for like best cinematography, best uh, supporting actress, and best 
visual effects, but I don't think it's going to win any of them. It probably won't win. Usually superhero movies don't win. Yeah, almost never. But I, I think best visual effects is going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. And I haven't seen it, but based on everything I've heard from everybody, it's seen, sounds like a takeaway. What is that movie even about? The multiverse. Wow. I don't actually know. I know that that's involved, but I don't know what the actual plot is. Oh, uh, let's see. Back to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We have gone uh, like a half hour, and we have yet to really talk about uh, Namur. Um, why don't you start us off? He was great. I loved him. Dude, he kind of he he's so close to beating Killmonger for me. But the thing is, I just I love I loved Killmonger too much. So Kill- beating him in what way? Like like what what is the metric? What are we talking about? Uh, best villain. Okay. So far. Because Killmonger in the MCU is still my favorite MCU villain of all time. He was cold throughout the whole movie. Awesome lines, you know? He was a broken man. <laughs> he was broken! No, he, he really wasn't. Well, yeah, but he wanted revenge. Yeah, but sense. he's not broken in the way that we normally use the term broken. Like, yeah. he seemed pretty, pretty put together. <laughs> Also, I think it was. I think the dots were cool. Like uh, for every kill, he's ever. Yeah, his scars. Yeah, man, that he's just so badass. I yeah, I love Killmonger. Um, Namor is definitely my second favorite MCU villain. Yeah, I I want to say I agree, but I really just can't say that just because I don't. I don't think Namor's a villain. Anti-hero. Anti-hero, I guess and I think like I think like and I'll say antagonist. Best, like, yeah, top three Marvel antagonists for me. I think Thanos, Killmonger, Namor. I still really don't like Thanos. Dude, I loved Thanos. I felt he was, he was so, he was so well developed. And I feel like up until Infinity War, we didn't really get very well-rounded villains. I mean, Killmonger, I felt like was probably one of the first well-rounded villains we have. Zemo was pretty cool. I love Zemo. I thought he was dope, but yeah, Zemo was pretty cool. I forgot yeah. about Zemo. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I just saw Daniel Bruhl in um, in a movie I was watching at work called "It's All What It All Quiet." It's just all quiet on the Western Front. So good, it's beautiful cinematography. You should watch it. It's on Netflix. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, Zemo's good. I just think Thanos. Not only is he great in Infinity War. I think he needs to get points just based on the fact that without him, Avengers 1 doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, he's orchestrated... It's the reason it's called the Infinity Saga. He orchestrated the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think just apart from that, in that movie, he is such a villain where it's like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. And I I really love villains where you're like, dude. (laughs) <laughs> if I were in that situation, I'd, if this if the stuff that happened to me happened to him, I'd probably think the same way. Like, those kind of villains I really like. Like, that's why I don't like Loki as a villain. Because Loki had a a, a perfect life. Oh, yeah. I, and he's just a bitch. <laughs> I hate Loki. Well, his character development kind of, like, turned on the good side. Well, and that's what I was going to say, is he's a bad villain, but his redemption arc I really like. I really like his redemption arc, and that's why I was mad that he came back at the end of Endgame, because I thought his death in Infinity War was the perfect end to his start, his story arc. His start. Gore (laughs) was cool, too. Oh, Gore the God Butcher. You know, uh, I read a thing that um, Christian Bale wants to play another MCU character. I saw that, too. But uh, I don't want him to. 
Could they? Yeah, obviously, the multiverse, but I don't want him to. I think if my theory holds true that at the end of this saga, the multiverse ends, then I don't think it really, like, I would just rather it not. Like, I would just prefer Christian Bale is Gore the God Butcher, and that's who he is. That's just me, like, personally, though. Like, I, I love Christian Bale, so seeing him in another movie would be awesome. I just think, yeah, I don't know. Oh, another one. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier when he was the Winter Soldier. Like, yeah, yeah, he was cold, pretty he, cool. I love the look of him. Yeah, I, yeah, I love, I love Bucky. But I mean, that goes along the lines of you know we were talking about with Namor, uh, Winter Soldier, great antagonist. You know, because you know we spend the whole movie thinking he's the main bad guy, and then at the end it turns out it's uh, what's his bucket, uh, Nick Nick Fury's friend, that one guy. What's that dude's name? Oh man, this is. I'm gonna look at it, and as soon as I see it, why'd I type Civil War? Um, Obadiah Stane. Nope. He was such a bad villain, dude. I hate Obadiah Stane. So terrible. Alexander Pierce, played by Robert Redford. That's who we're thinking of from Winter Soldier. Obadiah Stane sucked, and I I love uh, Jeff Bridges, but Obadiah Stane was a terrible villain. uh, But you know, I mean, that's what we were talking. He just—he's not well-rounded. Um, and I guess I don't know. Whatever, dude. <laughs> that, that's the thing is that the MCU I feel like doesn't necessarily have that many good villains to me. I liked the Vulture. Vulture was good. I liked him. Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. I was a Michael Keaton. Did you see that the movie that they there the movie they canceled the Batman movie? <laughs> the, let me restart this sentence. Um. Back the right? Batman movie that he was in that they canceled. I think this is they did this was supposed to be a while ago, but it was Batman Beyond. Yeah, I saw that. Can I you was, imagine? I was so mad, bro. <sighs> Who would have played Batman Beyond? Like it'd have to be a teenager, like a maybe a nineteen year old. Yeah, yeah, I would think probably somebody like yeah, early twenties at the oldest. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. God, that Timothy was... Chalamet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, I was just trying to think of somebody like with that hair. Not that his hair is the same as Terry, um, but they they both have like really memorable hairstyles. God, that would have been such a good movie, dude. Yeah, it would have. That's okay. I love um, Batman Beyond so much. I love that show. It was great. I never saw that that movie though. The, what is it? The Return of the Joker. Yeah, I've never seen that one. That one was dark, dude. You yeah. have to watch that. It was so good. Yeah, you'll be like, oh. <laughs> Anyways, back to Namor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved him. I thought he was great, and he was very well-rounded. Um, he had the coldest lines in the home in the movie. They're going to have to, at some point, you know, obviously explain why he didn't help fight Thanos. Why he didn't do anything after half of his population got dusted. You know what I'm saying? Like... They're going to have to explain that at some point because they just ignored it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't even mention it in this movie. What about Mysterio? Do you think he was cool? I think Mysterio, cool, yes. But I don't know if he's like, I don't know where I would rank him because he's not exactly the best developed. You know, he gets quite a bit of development. He's moderately rounded. <laughs> but I, I don't know if he's, he's not. Some of his story arc seemed rushed. Yeah. I think that's partly because that whole movie feels rushed, though. Far From Home. The whole movie sort of, like, to me, the pacing just isn't quite right. So, yeah, I think I think Mysterio's cool. I don't know where I rank him among MCU villains, though. 
I like Mysterio. Maybe like th- this number, like I is just like off the top of my head. Nine, eleven. I think it's cool that he outplayed Spider Man. He did. Uh, well, he I, he he is he is intelligent, obviously, because he played to Spider Man's trustworthiness. Yeah. It, he he knew how to play him, and I, I I do like that. I like that he was intelligent, and I I do like a villain that's sort of like you know the same thing as Thanos, like masterminding the whole situation. Sometimes I like that. And I agree, it is cool that he was able to recognize one of Peter's fatal flaws and that he's too trusting. I, um, I, what I like about Mysterio is that he has no powers at all. He uses the power of illusion. Yeah, like a real magician. Which is cool. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's yeah. an, it's a great concept. Um, yeah. My only thing is that, like, in theory, it's cool, but then in, in like, practice, I think at the end, when you find out it's just a massive swarm of drones, yeah. it's really stupid. And looking back on it, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just supposed to accept that these drones formed these monsters that look like, you know, elements, and they were able to destroy whole towns, like, with actual... And, like, make it, like, do this damage and... I don't know. It's... Dude, well, I mean, you know what scene was so good? When, uh... When he makes Peter go into that, like, trance. And then Iron Man is dead. Or, like, Iron Man's, like, a skeleton and stuff. And he's, like, crawling out of a grave. And then there's spiders. And he keep, and like he just keeps, like, falling into, like, a snow globe and stuff. And he gets hit by a train. <laughs> yeah. And then happy, and then he just doesn't know what to believe is real anymore. He's just out of it. Yeah, he's yeah. He sees happen. He's like, tell me something nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was it was cool. It was weird. That movie, I think, I think No Way Home perfected all the issues that I have with Far From Home. Yeah. In that, I thought the pacing was great. The villains were were much better, and I thought um, there were there were no parts from no way home that I felt were out of place. Whereas there are scenes and like settings in far from home that don't feel right to me. And I think part of that is because, you know, that whole movie they're trouncing around all of Europe. Yeah. And that that's the pacing issue that I mentioned earlier back to Namor (laughs) to finish the thought that I was trying to do is that I loved the way that they handled him. Um, He has some of the, I, his, he issues so many threats in this movie and I loved the way that he did threats because he would issue them and then he would be like, Hey, you don't want to mess with me. He's like, I will do this, but he didn't do it in like a, like a cocky way, you know, or where some guy's like, dude, I could knock you out so bad. You know, it, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, he's like, don't tempt me. And then that was it. And he was like, you know, got, and then, and then he followed up. And he did, and he and he acted and executed all of his threats perfectly. And I think they did a phenomenal job of making something that could have been really like a, a really stupid character, and made him pretty terrifying. You know what I'm saying? Like you could like when there's those scenes, like when he first walks up out of the water and interacts with Shuri and Ramonda, and he issues those threats. It's pretty. It's pretty freaky. God, that scene was so good. Yeah, the acting there was great from all three people. Dude, wait, did, uh, did Shuri's mom die? I can't remember. Yeah. God, dude, I feel so bad for Shuri, man. Yeah, yeah. And she, I, I love that scene because, like, it's, it's, uh, Namor and he's, like, you know, floating 
and it's uh, Shuri's mom, and they're like they got that pane of glass between them, and then he like tries to stab it into the glass, but like he can't, you know, and it scares the crap out of her. <laughs> I think that's a you're talking about him flying. I that's another aspect that I thought they handled great is that his the winged ankles. Uh, is a stupid idea. Yeah. It's a stupid concept, and it looks dumb most of the time. But in this movie, they managed... They handled it in such a way that not only did it look pretty cool, it looked deadly and pretty scary. Like, when he's, like... Because it's... Hopping around. When he's hopping around, and they do it in such a way that, like, you never really fully see him. Like he's always covered in a shadow or something, or he's moving really fast so that you don't get an actual glimpse. Yeah. You can just see this man flying around and <laughs> stabbing stuff. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, dude, he was bad. Eh? Yeah. And oh, back to when Queen Ramonda dies and he's like, he looks to sure and he's like, you're queen now. Gather your dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude. Really? You didn't have to be, like, so cold with it. Honestly. He floods the town. Or he floods Wakanda. Right before that. Oh, yeah. He floods it, kills and, everybody, and, then, yeah, and kills Ramonda. And that's when he's like, you're queen. Take care of his business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I thought it was it was great. But, I mean, I alluded to this earlier. Um, The final battle scene was not was kind of anticlimactic for me the boat was terrible yeah but but there yeah there so there's two aspects to the final battle scene there was one part which was shuri versus um namor we just spent like you know 15 minutes trying to talk about him and i couldn't remember his name <laughs> it's shuri versus namor and then the other scene is like all of the wakandans versus the talokanil and the shuri namor part was great oh yeah it was fantastic it was great but the other part with all of the other Wakandans and uh, the people from Talakan, when they were fighting, it did not land. Yeah. It felt boring. There really nothing happened. I didn't really feel like there was any stakes involved. That's where we get the reveal of Riri Williams' terrible uh, <laughs> Ironheart suit. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, she looks like Voltron. <laughs> um go-go power rangers <laughs> um it just her suit looks it didn't look great i don't oh, know like it horrible it, the design felt so i wouldn't i mean i would have been okay if it was more of a tribute to iron man you know looked a little closer to that yeah well they did try to do that like tribute to iron man thing in that montage where oh, they yeah. got her and they tanked off like... and she's hammering away that scene was stupid. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like Riri, if she'd had some development, could have been good. But everything with her was dumb. You know, you know, you know what scene was tough in that fight scene between Namor and Sherry when she got stabbed. Yeah, yeah, impaled in the rock. Yeah, I was like, what are they doing here? And I was like, Jesus, that really took me by surprise. And then Namor gets his back charted. Like, yeah, dude, absolutely just, just charred, just dehydrated, dude, <laughs> just dehydrated. I mean, he's turned into like jerky, some fish jerky. <laughs> jerky. Dog. Like, woo. dude, I like the part where uh, fish fillet. <laughs> dude, for a second when that happened. I was like, oh, my God, are they going to if they kill Namor, I walk out of this theater. I was when that happened, I was like, because it was so long Yeah. between like when he got burned and when he got better, better, quote unquote, like we before we realized he wasn't 
in, you know, active danger before he wasn't, you know, in a critical state. I was like, if they kill Namor, I walk out, dude. Because if Namor isn't in the Fantastic Four, I'm going to be so angry. Oh, yeah, because him and Sue Storm have a thing. Oh, yeah, quite a quite a big thing. The um, There's a really great Fantastic Four comic I have somewhere on that shelf. Uh, it's just called one, two, three, four, but it, um, one of the, one of the, the plot of it basically is that Dr. Doom is trying to destroy the fantastic four, obviously. And he uses Namor through his like attraction to Sue storm to try and do that. It's really cool. I don't, I don't know if I really like how, like they're just him and Sherry are both on, on just flying in, you know, they just, what cut that out. I don't know what you're saying. I don't either. That was stupid. I'm talking about when they when they make a truce and they're both on that ship. So the battle ends and it cuts to Namor and Shuri on like a like a like a airplane or like a helicopter thingy. You know? No, I really don't. You don't remember that? I really don't. It's a, it's after they make the truce. Yeah, what's your issue with it? I don't know. It was just so fast. <laughs> you know, they just got done beating each other. Namor gets his back burned. Sure, he gets stabbed in the stomach. And they're just like, you want to be friends? <laughs> well, it's not like, do you want to be friends? <laughs> they're like, cease hostilities. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I guess I guess I could see where you're coming from. I think it, it is. I guess you, it could be a little bit fast. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I guess I don't even really remember the scene, obviously, by me not remembering it. Um, but yeah, I guess, like... Thinking back on it now, I could see how that could be a little bit fast. Like they didn't really necessarily do a lot. I know that there's a reason, and I know at, at the time of the of my viewing, I had no issue with it. Yeah. Because I know that they had like a conversation and like something worked for me, but I guess I just can't remember what it is. Yo, know, another thing is like Shuri just lost her mom from Namor. You know, I wouldn't make a truce with somebody who just murdered my mom. Well, in to be fair, Shuri's a very logical person. Yeah. Right? And um, the reason that Namor comes back to Talakan, or jeez, Namor comes to Wakanda in the first place to destroy it is because Nakia goes to Talakan and breaks out Shuri and kills somebody down there. Yeah, that's right. So technically, it's fair. Nakia started it. Uh, another character that we both really like is M'Baku. M'Baku. I was just going to bring him up. Yeah, perfect. Um, he's an, an. I feel like he was. And this is, I'm, I'm biased, so this might not actually be true. I think he he was underutilized in the movie. I like how he played a brother figure, though. I yeah, they they played a lot more of like in this movie, they played up him being a wise leader, whereas in the first uh, Black Panther movie, he felt more aggressive. And, oh yeah. I mean, obviously there is you do dis- you see that wisdom a little bit in the first movie, but it's mostly him as an enemy and in this because the jabari are a lot more integrated into wakandan society you get to see that aspect of him where he is like the wise ruler he's both aspects of the gorilla one might say (laughs) but um (laughs) (laughs) i love mbaku and i want him to be the gorilla man yeah i think that's his name in the comics i i mean he he's had such a good character arc too you know he, uh, at first, he wanted to to kill T'Challa to become, you know, king, right? That's how it works. Yeah. And then he was like, 
okay, maybe these people ain't so bad. You know, maybe I'll save their brother, I guess, you know. I'm just going to be nice here, but I still hate y'all. Then the end battle, and he's like, well, you know what? Let's fight. Well, the thing the thing about that I took away from M'Baku was, wasn't that he hated anybody. I didn't get the sense that he hated all the other tribes. I just got the sense that, like... He wouldn't the, be the best. Partly that, but I felt like he sort of had this, this um, grudge because the Jabari weren't a part of this culture. Granted, that was the Jabari's choice. You know, they chose to leave. But I felt like he had this grudge where he was like, hey, we're strong. You know, we're a part of this. We are Wakandan and we're shunned. We're kicked out. We're viewed as these savages that live in the mountains, right? And I thought him, obviously he came to be king because he thought he was he was king. You know, he, he thought he could be strong enough to rule and he was mad. Like he's, I think it's part of his opening salvo there is that he's like, you know, the Jabari, we've been living, living in the mountains, watching, you know, you guys ruin this, this technological advancement. You guys are walking away from tradition. And he goes, we will not have it. <laughs> but um, I felt, I felt like um, he never hated anybody. And so to me, when he saved T'Challa, it made sense because he viewed it as a thing of honor, right? It, it would be dishonorable to just let him die because uh, he's a, he was a valuable opponent who spared uh Mbaku's life during yeah. that combat and then um his re his integration in society I think you can obviously see that there's no ill will towards anybody whereas if there was ill will and he hated the other tribes I think you would have seen a lot more hostility in those council meetings um yeah yeah, he, um, in this movie, he looked cool, too. He, his armor update God, was awesome. It had the gorilla on the front. Yeah, they're, you could tell they're trying to play that up. We should talk about the ending with M'Baku, though. Right. We should talk about that, because that's obviously going to have massive implications for the sequel and for future things. So, um, at the end, we go where there's, like, a, a, you know, the ritual thing where there's, like, that combat between, uh... M'Baku and T'Challa and T'Challa and, and Jadaka, Killmonger. And we get there and M'Baku pulls up <laughs> and he's pulls like, <laughs> he pulls up and he's like, the queen sends her regards. And then he's like, I'm here to challenge. Right. And then it cuts. So the implication there is that Shuri gives up the mantle of queen. And it, the, what I would assume is that she talked to M'Baku and she was like, Hey bro, I don't want to do this. This ain't for me. Um, you're obviously wise. You've led the Jabari tribe, um, you know, whatever. I want you to have it. And so then he pulls up and he challenges. And I would assume we don't, it's never finished in this movie. So we don't know for sure, but it seems like a pretty logical yeah. guess that M'Baku is now the king of Wakanda, which makes me think that in the next Black Panther, maybe not the next Black Panther movie, but in the next, maybe the Avengers movie, Mbaku's gonna get the heart shaped herb, and we get to see Gorilla Man. Or, or he he he's a, he's a panther too. But there's already a Black Panther. Sure, he's the Black Panther. Oh, I thought you had to be king. I I thought you had to be king or queen to be the Black Panther. That's what it has been traditionally. But my assumption, I guess, that could be true that there's gonna the next there's gonna be a conflict about who's really the Black Panther, Shuri or Mbaku. But the way that I I had assumed that. That was what traditionally it had been, but I felt like if if this movie, if Shuri wasn't going to be the Black Panther moving forward, 
they wouldn't have made such a big deal making her Black Panther in this. I, you know, because it was a big reveal when she finally accepts that mantle. It would be stupid to go through this whole almost three-hour movie with the big reveal being her Black Panther, and then at the end she just gives it up. I want to. I just want to see. I just want to see a massive beefy Black Panther. You know, like a yeah, absolutely just jacked. I mean, to try. I mean, you know, Chadwick Boseman of course was ripped, but like he was lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's. Beefy and bulky. Mbaku's thick, dog. I want to. I just, you know, I want to see. I want to see that. I, yeah, I think we're. I think we are. But I, like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be in Black Panther. I think he's going to yeah. be in the gorilla. But, but I, I see what you're saying, and I think technically you are right that the the Black Panther has always been tied to the king, to the throne. But I, I just think that if if Shuri gives up the Black Panther mantle at the end of this movie, then it makes the whole movie pointless as far as the greater MCU goes. Yeah. And I feel like they wouldn't waste time doing that, you know? But that's just me. I mean, obviously, I could be wrong. What do I know? But especially because, like, they're the fact that they're playing up, like, the fact that even Umbaku has gorilla armor. Like, his, he's in seen in gorilla wear throughout the whole thing. And in the comics, he is the gorilla man. That's my guess as to what's going to happen. But, yeah, I don't know. He got that fresh cut, too. He does. He's got a, a solid cut, G. But I suppose it, it does make sense here to move on to the actual end of the movie um so first i want to start with shuri goes to after she's given up the mantle shuri goes to haiti which which is a big afro-latino uh like you know that's the whole ethnicity there afro-latinos shuri goes there and they have this really emotional scene where like she burns her funeral guard oh right i forgot about that whole scene dude that was like that was emotional it's just like that close up of her crying. I forgot about the plot twist. I forgot about what happens. The post credit scene. Yeah. yeah, we're getting there. Just not yet. I just well, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. I was like, what is the post credit scene? <laughs> yeah. I um Technically it's not a post credit scene, it's a mid credit scene. Well, I was, I was <laughs> no, like I, know what you're saying. I was like, was it the Mbaku part that was the mid credit <laughs> yeah. scene? I was like, what was it? Um but yeah, so I guess we I guess yeah, I guess we might as well just move forward to the mid credit scene. So uh Shuri immediately after like this takes this happens immediately after the last frame of the movie she finishes her little cry sesh and <laughs> nakia pulls up and she's like hey this is my son <laughs> and he's like eight years old dude yeah he's old um and well it's been a couple of years you know yeah it's been a while and and she's like this is my son and he's got an actual name that i don't remember but but it was also t'challa what do you think about that I think it's smart. His legacy lives on. I don't like it. Little T'Challa. I don't like it at all. T'Challa Jr. <laughs> Do they have the same middle name? Does he have a middle name? T'Challa Jeff. T'Challa Glenn. Or T'Challa Glenn. Glenn? Um, how how would T'Challa have a middle name? I don't even know if they... I don't even think they have a last T- name. Glenn, T'Challa, Na, Marie, Kia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Nakia is just one word. Uh, thing about T'Challa is there's a T and then a yeah. hyphen and then Chala. So T. Jeff Chala. T. <laughs> T. Jeff Chala. Um, anyways, I don't, yeah, I don't like, I don't think I like it. I really don't. I think like, it's weird to me, first of all, just that he's got a kid. Anyway, um, he, he was, I feel my only thing is that like, obviously they, that there's, you can right from jump, you know, in the first Black Panther, there's that Nakia T'Challa relationship 
Oh wait, when do they when how when do they have the kid? How do you know? Like what would they have had the kid? It had to have been after the first Black Panther. Oh yeah, after yeah, definitely. But then I don't think enough time takes place between after Black Panther to Black Panther Two. She could have got blimped with the baby. How but then the baby would be this. Yeah, no, I just it's be, about well, that. it's because T'Challa got blipped. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But but then how much time elapses? When did Black Panther One come out? Seventeen, two thousand eighteen, and then didn't Infinity War happen in two thousand nineteen? Like the year after this. But what year did like it take place in the movie though? Two thousand Infinity War happened the the same year as Black as Black Panther. Are you two, sure? are you sure? I feel like I feel like in the actual movie though it takes like all place. the all the all of the movies. Uh, are the same are the correct time up until the blip and then the timeline gets weird because in the cinematic universe it jumps forward five years but obviously in the real world we don't jump forward five years okay so in the so it jumps forward five years and he's eight years old but you got to remember after T'Challa's death it also jumps forward like, that's a good point I forgot about that but it doesn't it only jumps forward like six months doesn't it no it jumps forward like a couple like really a couple years yeah huh uh, I think it's a year. I think you're right. I think it's a year, but but still, but still, I don't think, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I don't actually know how old this kid is. But um, he looked, he looked, he at least six. He was at least like, I, 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 yeah, tops eight. So if if Black Panther one happens in 2018, then the blip happens 2018. So we skip five years. So that's 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 five years there. If we're assuming she's born after if he's born after black panther but before infinity war yeah. well i guess he has to be before an infinity war because at the end of infinity war black panther's gone oh um, so five years and then i i guess and i know i guess it, i guess it makes sense because endgame came out in 2020 didn't it Indeed. so that's two years so then we're at seven roughly so yeah that i guess it makes sense i i that i that after doing the math that works out, but I still don't know if I necessarily just like the fact that he has a kid in general. I do. I think it um, makes sense. His, his bloodline lives on. I don't think it has to. Yeah? I don't think it has to live on is the thing. I feel like adding, at, giving him a kid seems like just a way for me that they can use the name T'Challa. And it doesn't oh, really feel like they're honoring That's fair. him. You know, it doesn't feel like they're honoring him. It just feels like they wanted to use that name. They didn't want to give it up. Right. Because for that, I don't because there's already a lot of stories with him because yeah. whatever I don't know necessarily, but it feels weird. I had heard this was a a rumor I heard. I don't know if this is true, but I read somewhere that the original plan for Black Panther two was to explore the relationship between him and his son. So he'd already they had a they no matter what he was going to have a kid. It just after. They couldn't film a movie with Chadwick Boseman. They had to alter the plan. Again, a rumor. I don't know if this is a thousand percent true. It's just something I heard. So take this with a grain of salt. But the original plan for two was that it was going to be looking at the... It was like a summer. T'Challa was going to spend the summer in Haiti instead of in Wakanda. And stuff was going to (laughs) happen. I I don't know if they ever had an actual story or if I just forgot it. It just sucks we won't get that. It just sucks we won't get Storm and... T'Challa storyline. Well, it does duck. No, no. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Well, maybe like in the future when he's all grown up. Yeah, I doubt it. Well, <laughs> because they could do that if they didn't want to do Storm. But I feel like they're gonna do Storm with the X Men. They could blip him a lot. 
<laughs> they could boot yeah, they could so just fast forward in the timeline again. Well, but that or like let's say Mbaku becomes the Black Panther. That's what I was just gonna Storm say. Storm could I'd be like that could work too. Or I was just thinking. I mean, she be gay. That's I'd be cool with that too. Go for I Shuri. Mean, I I just want, her. but I, I earlier. I mean, like before the movie came out, I'd mentioned that I want Shuri and Storm to get together. But that was because I thought Shuri was going to end up Queen of Wakanda at the end of the movie. Yeah. So I think Shuri Mbaku, Shuri Mbaku, Storm Mbaku makes more sense. Plus then hopefully we get to see more Mbaku. Maybe he gets a cameo in the X-Men. I'm kind of mad that the post credit scene wasn't Doctor Doom. Yeah. I'm really mad that the post credit scene wasn't Doctor Doom. I had high hopes for that. At least a sneak peek of Doctor Doom, you know? Because it's such a bad A. Yeah. I just want to see him again because the last time I saw him was in... I can't remember when it came in 2016. That really crappy. Yeah, 16 or 15. Doctor or the Josh Trank one. Yeah, it was so bad. It was, but I don't think that's his fault. Um, Because I think originally 2015. I think I'd heard. I think this is true. That originally, like he had an original script, and then they had to do. They wanted to do a bunch of stuff, and the director says that all those rewrites killed it, and that it was a good story. Obviously, he's going to say it was good originally because it was his, but yeah. it can't be much worse than what we got. <laughs> you know you know what was the stupidest line in that whole movie? Huh. Was the ending line when they're all in their headquarters and they're all standing together and then the thing goes, it's fantastic. <laughs> and then Reed's like, wait, yeah. say that again? He goes, I said it's fantastic. And I was just like, that's stupid. Yeah. I will say though, I really I think Kate Mara is so hot. Yeah, she's smoking. Sea Storm. She was in House of Cards too. What else was she? I, oh, The Martian. The Martian. Yeah, that's such a good movie. She's 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 also in a, another movie that I can't remember what it was now, but it was really good too. She's she's solid. I think um, ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but um, back to the Doctor Doom thing. I prior to this movie. We dis- we talked a lot that I really, really wanted to see Doctor Doom. Yeah. I um, thought... Oh, I'm so sorry. But this is, like, speaking of Doctor Doom, though. You know, you remember that scene where, like, they're walking in that vault? Like, there's those soldiers going into through that, like, lab? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Doctor Doom soldiers. And I was like, shoot? I thought those were going to be, yeah, Latverian or whatever. Well... But they're not. That was also a really cool scene. It was a really cool scene. Yeah, so before this movie came out, I was really, really hoping for a Doctor Doom cameo. But I think afterwards, I I don't. I think I'm cool with there not being a Doctor Doom thing. Because we were talking about beforehand that we thought that it was going to be like Doctor Doom gaming everything. Yeah. And like putting these two people against each other, or these two groups against each other. During the movie, though, I... I think they they built up the Talokan storyline such that if they had made it a Doctor Doom cameo and he was pulling the strings, it would have taken away from Namor's character. But even further, I think I think I do want to wait for Doctor Doom. I think I want to wait until Fantastic Four because I feel like he needs to be given his due. Yeah, I mean, you we've discussed before that I think Doctor Doom is one of the greatest villains in Marvel comics. Dude, he's so cool. Uh, he's so he's such a genius. Yeah, I also really like the Fantastic Four. You know. Yeah, I love I love the suit. I love my favorite Fantastic Four suits is the black and blue. 
Yeah. When it's like all black and the lettering is blue, there's some on the shoulders and arms. And I think that was cool. You know who I forgot was in the Fantastic Four? Spider-Man? Yeah. Bombastic Bagman? Bombastic Bagman. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think if Doctor Doom had played a role in this movie, I think it would have taken away from the impact. Plus, I also think that if... This movie does have a few MCU encroachments, I think is how I'm going to term it. Like, you could... One of the good things about the first Black Panther is that it was very removed from all the other MCU stuff. Yeah. Like, there was nothing from any of the other there was nothing (laughs) you know like there was no cameos from anybody it was just about this nation um now this one does have a few like miss like weird moments where the mcu greater universe starts to encroach in like the the contessa allegra de fontaine uh she's a great character and i like her and i think uh she's gonna be fun in the thunderbolts it felt out of place to have her in this, and it felt like the reason she was just there was for us to, for Marvel to show that she's around, <laughs> and then probably for them to foster this relationship, because I would, that makes me believe Everett Ross is going to be in um, Thunderbolts. Oh, I almost like said Thunderbirds. A Thunderbirds. A Thunderbirds. <laughs> Wasn't that a bird from uh, Like a TV Birds? show? Oh. Oh, I was going to say. Th- it probably is, but Thunderbirds, I think, is like an old 80s. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 65? Not the 80s at all. Yeah, they like fly out of a mountain, I think. That's where their base is. God, that looks creepy. I've never seen this before, but I think I've... Uh, I must have heard a joke about it from something. I ain't never gonna watch that, dude. I'll watch it. I'll let you know how it is. Dude, it Wait, kinda... how many... <laughs> how long did it go? <laughs> that was a lot yeah, of DVDs. I saw it too, dude. Oh, it only went for like a year. How many episodes does this have? Is there a list? Here we go. Oh, there's only 32 episodes. Well, what the heck? That was like 32 discs. Did you see that picture? Yeah, that was a lot. It's just a disc every episode. Or it's just every episode's one disc. To be fair, it was the 60s. <laughs> um, what is that photo? Wait, go back. Go up. That one, that red dude up there. Jesus. Oh, I thought he was. He looks like. Um, May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> Yogurt. That's Yogurt, what it is. Yogurt, dude. Use the Schwartz Spaceballs, the, <laughs> the breakfast cereal, <laughs> and my personal favorite, Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Dude, Dude, that would be so good. What year we should go as? Uh, oh, shoot, Barfin. Um, yeah, Barfin. Lone Star. <laughs> Lone Star. That's his name. Oh man, we should- we've been jammed. <laughs> <laughs> jammed, and they're like. They're combing the the sand. <laughs> He's got Have a- you guys found anything yet? We found, we found shit. <laughs> Yo, that movie's so good. I that seen- was peak comedy. Dude, right I there. haven't seen Spaceballs for a solid year. I watched it this year. Do can we watch it again tonight? I'll watch it right now on this podcast. Actually, no. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> dude, I don't know what we were talking about before that. Oh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh, really? <laughs> the Contessa Allegra de Fontaine. I like her, and she seems like a fun character, but it seemed it was out of place to me that she showed up, and it seemed like the only reason that she was there is to connect it to the broader universe. And I felt like if you're just going to connect it, it's pointless. If you're going to connect it for a specific reason, then I'm cool. My same The same issue I have with Riri in this movie. It's like she's another... The only reason she's in this movie is because they wanted to get her a little bit of an origin and establish her a little bit 
so that for Ironheart, they could just hit the ground running. I like Ross's character in this movie. Oh, yeah. I like how they really didn't add... I Like, they didn't include him that much, but he was still an important character, you know? Yeah, and I like that he was acting on the side of the Wakandans. Yeah. He's got a certain... There's a certain amount of loyalty there. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> when he's, uh... When he get when he gets when he gets arrested and they save him, you know, yeah, like they have uh, like before a bunch of times. But yeah, I like I like his character. He's a good he's he's a nice guy. I like Everett Ross. Bilbo Baggins, Bilbo Bumbins. What else has he done? Everett Ross, uh, Martin Freeman. That's his name. Um, Duck Tales. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I got so excited about that. Cargo, dude. I wanted to watch Cargo. That oh, that's right. He was Watson in the Sherlock TV show. He was good in that. God, he was so good as Bilbo Baggins. He was he was a great Bilbo. He he fit the role really well. Oh yeah. The first two Hobbit oh, movies yeah. were great. Dude, they were I liked Battle of the Five Armies though. It was it was fun to watch, but it's just lacking substance. But that's just because they built a whole movie out of one chapter of a book. Oh, it was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, dude. Hitchhiker's Guide is so good. Have you ever seen that? Never even heard we of it. We have to watch it. You would love that movie, Shade. It's such like a little irreverent comedy. Martin Freeman uh, is just a, a happy little British man, and he ends up in space after Earth gets destroyed, and he keeps his towel with him for safety. <laughs> I got Never one. forget your towel. Never forget your towel. <laughs> um, it's really, dude. It's really good, dude. It's a great book, too. I, I, we have it somewhere. I don't know what happened to it, actually. We had the, the whole series. Um so. Back to Wakanda Forever. I think we've covered everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a great movie. Obviously, like we said again, the uh, the direction was great. Cinematography is great. The cast, incredible performances by Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett, Tenoch Huerta. We do need to watch it again. We do need to watch it again. Uh, I th- I think the introduction of Namor might be the best introduction of an MCU character to date. Oh, dude. Except for maybe Black Panther and Civil War. Because his was pretty good, too, when we got the reveal for him. Yeah. And what? Spider-Man. I just ripped it out. And Spider-Man and, and Civil War, too. That's a good one. My, eh, I don't know about Spider-Man. Oh, my Civil gosh. War. That went viral, bro. Well, yeah, because it's it's uh, it was an important moment because it, it signified, like, the unification of Sony into the MCU. Yeah. But I don't know if really the introduction in and of itself was that cool. Like, that scene wasn't very exciting. Yeah. Like, where he steals the... The thing is, like, when we first see Namor, it's cool because he Dude. rises out of the ocean. God. When we first see Black Panther as Black Panther, it's cool because he's fighting Captain America. He's fighting Captain America and Falcon, and he's holding his own. He was cold, bro. Black Panther in that one, he was... Cool. Where he's just fueled by rage and revenge. Yeah. And then his his thing at the end where he realizes that he's chasing the wrong guy. Him and Zemo, that scene with him and Zemo where he puts his helmet in the snow. Yeah. That yeah. was a good scene. And he stops him from killing himself. Yeah. That was a really cool scene. God, dude. I actually really like that suit. The just the original Black Panther one? <laughs> yeah, but I like the joke that Shuri makes. Oh, here, let me take my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the 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 introduction of Black Panther was dope. I think what that, that that's where I was going with that is the introductions of Namor and Black Panther are really cool whereas the introduction of Spider-Man it was fun. It was And lacking. obviously the scene immediately after that was awesome, that awesome fight scene, 
But it was just like all he did is he just like zipped stole Cap's shield and was like, hey, everybody. Yeah, that was stupid. Like it was a little silly. And it, it obviously, I mean, it, it 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 worked with the tone. Like I'm not going to be like it didn't work. It, it was funny. I laughed and I liked it, but it just wasn't like a cool introduction. I, I like that part where Tony is just chilling with Ame. Yeah, he's like just risen her up. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Um but yeah, I, that sort of that um that's all for this movie, I guess. Dude, we kind of covered it all. I 100% recommend unless you're emotional uh emotionally unstable like me. Yeah, I recommend it as well. I mean, it's obviously if you haven't been able to tell from our discussion, it's a very different movie from oh, yeah. from the first Black Panther and from all the other MCU movies. But I mean, that's like we discussed earlier. All the other movies are like they're about the superhero conflict, whereas this is about grief. Gosh. And then the superhero conflict is there. I do want to say uh, Namor's introduction scene. He 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 might take the the award for the coolest quote in MCU history. Oh yeah, where, where he's, he's like, explaining his name. <laughs> my people call me Kuku Khan. Yeah, but my enemies call me Namor. <laughs> that was cold, dude. That was cold. I loved that. It, that was a scene I think where I was like, ah, this is my favorite guy. Now. Be funny he's number one like, to me. And my friends call me Chad. <laughs> What a guy, dude! Gosh. But yeah, the movie's great. Um, I like how they show like they like they chose somebody who wasn't like absolutely chiseled to the bone. Yeah, you could. Yeah, he's like he's got like he's dad bod. You know, he's kind of like you can tell he's got some muscle. I mean, yeah, but he's not, abs, bro. Yeah, you but, can tell he's got muscle there, but he's not super lean. He's, he's not. Chub. He's just a regular guy, and I think that's great. I I, uh, I really like his headdress. Yes. His feathered serpent headdress. It looks very heavy. It does look very heavy. Um, but it looks really cool. You know, we saw his god in uh No we didn't. I thought I thought his god was in No, no no no. The one in, in Thor Love and Thunder is Aztec and this is Maya. Oh that I, I, I thought ori- it originally I thought it's like a it was a mix of Maya and Aztec, but Seeing the movie, it's full Maya, and it's a yeah, a completely different pantheon. You know what was a really stupid god in that though? The Japanese god. It was like a little mochi anime thing. He's like, "This is their god," and it was a cartoon character. I had I that movie. <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder was okay. It was okay. It wasn't. <laughs> it just I think part of the reason I think it's so bad is because it, it's coming after Ragnarok which is just great yeah know, Ragnarok Ragnarok's great which I mean but to be fair like going back every time I it's time for Ragnarok I'm like oh man I'm watching this again <laughs> yeah like it's good but I'm like I want a solo Hulk film so bad you know yeah and I want it I want it shot like with it with a 70s style I don't know why. No, they would never do that. God, that would be so cool. I don't even think they... What was the issue? I think it was like they didn't have the rights to the Hulk, but I don't know who does, and I don't know if they have them now. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. But either way, I don't think we're going to get a solo Hulk film, because I think Mark Ruffalo is too old. Yeah. I think they're going to start easing him out. Um, He's going to die soon. Not he's like, not that old. Not in real life. Whoa. Not in real life. I mean, in the never mind. No, hey. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna ease him out of the MCU, um, especially what with the new. Now we have She-Hulk. We have a Hulk. Um, I think they're gonna move because he's basically the last remaining old Avenger. We have an army. 
Hulk. <laughs> I think he's he isn't he the last remaining old or what what's the Hawkeye. what's up with Thor? Hawkeye's out, dude. He's out. He's out. Dude, he could you see he was like running around like he's 60 years old yeah, in the Hawkeye show. Even if Jeremy Renner isn't out, <laughs> Hawkeye the character is done. Alright. I mean that whole show is about this is my last mission. Thor's definitely like still going. Well, I don't, I don't, that's the thing is that I don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah, well, they still gotta figure that out. Hope I don't think, yeah, Black, I don't think they know what they're doing with him. I almost said Black Widow. Oh, that's harsh. Um, I'm really trying to think. No, I think Hulk's the last standing. Yeah, so I think they're gonna ease him out, especially what with now we got She Hulk and obviously Scar. Yeah. That's gonna be freaking cool i don't think so he has a sick haircut no he doesn't i'm dude. just kidding he looks dumb <laughs> yeah. yeah they could have made him look a little cooler but i'm really excited to see what they do with scar i wish they would have given i wish i did see how they entered like deuce scar and it was like a fast and furious type thing at a family event yeah yeah which they were was, sitting down for a dinner <laughs> he was like hey this is my son which is a little stupid yeah no i mean i don't i think scar is dumb but he looked cooler. He in looks the stupid. Well, everybody looks cooler in the comics. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Just about everybody looks cooler in the comics. Vision. White Vision looks stupid. Stupid. Okay, White Vision looks ridiculous. But I'm talking about original Vision. I wonder what they're gonna do with that. I I thought I thought he was gonna have a little cameo in Multiverse of Madness. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. But with I, Wanda being the main villain, I thought they were gonna have like a little something for him. Maybe uh, maybe like I don't know. I don't know what, but an indication of what he's doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of WandaVision, he flew off, and that was the last we saw of him. That was actually a really good show. Quail loved that show so much. It was so a much. great show. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Well, that was the first um, Marvel TV show. It was. Which was revolutionary. It was great. Yeah, WandaVision was good. And then the one, it, it was WandaVision and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. And fa- that one stumbled. It was okay. It stumbled, but there were there was production issues with that one, so that's not entirely their fault. I was going to ask you what scene was uh, that MMA fighter in in Wakanda Forever because he was supposed to play a scene in this, right? Mm-hmm. He um he was at the funeral for sure. Uh, I saw him there, Kamaru Usman. He I don't actually he didn't even really do anything. I don't think he had a line. I don't know what it was. Hi. There you go. God, he's, he's there. Yeah, I don't think he he didn't even fight. Like he didn't even like choreograph a fight or anything. I don't think he just he just like stood little, in the in the council room. He was um, just kind of a cameo. Yeah, uh, whatever. He was like the attaché or bodyguard for one of the tribes. Yeah, I, I was I was hoping to see like an actual scene from the movie, like with a better image quality. But I mean, that's that's what he's wearing. Yeah, that's a terrible quality picture. It's you can't see. <laughs> um, we'll see it again, and I'll point yeah, it out to you. But right. yeah, he was in it. He didn't do anything though. Um, cool that he's there, yeah, I guess. Indeed. And he did have a line, so shout out to Kamara Usman. Indeed. Um He needed he needed to be in a good movie to get a win after his last knockout. It was a real rough one. <laughs> he's coming back though, hopefully stronger than ever. I wonder if he's gonna fight Leon Edwards. This isn't a fighting podcast. <laughs> um but yeah, so we're gonna close it out um with that. Again, I gave it at what I I think I said a nine point three. What did you give it? Nine squared. <laughs> nine squared. You got an eighty one coming at you. Um, a great movie. So as always, make sure that you um, like, 
subscribe follow the podcast follow the the instagram we are we're posting a lot of like actual posts we are uh there's always stuff on the story yeah. we post uh updates if there's some fishy stuff going on with the pod we're starting we've done a couple streams we're hoping to make that a little more regular so whenever we do stream until we get like an actual schedule ironed out um it's gonna be pretty ad hoc and the notification notification is just gonna go on the on the instagram but yes uh stay tuned turn on turn on notifications for on spotify or whatever um service you use yeah share the podcast share it tell everybody about it right now dude uh everybody pause pause the episode and tell people (laughs) leave us a five-star review too yeah you know yelp yeah, on Yelp. Tell us how our service was. And if you leave a bad review, we'll spit in your food. Yeah, we'll find you. Uh, I would never spit in anyone's food. I would. What? It's illegal. Really? Probably. I don't actually... I would... I would. It seems like a pretty illegal thing. Oh, yeah. Especially if they paid for it. Like, I pay $5 for a burger and you're going to spit in it and give it to me? I don't know. If you're At the very least, it's a health code violation and you'll get the restaurant shut down. I, don't, I mean, I had some lady coming to work today. I should have spit in her... I, she was a mean lady. It was a salad. <laughs> I forgot to make a salad. It was maybe you shouldn't be so dumb. Then you're it like was it's a, a sa- salad. Dude, there was a that's the easiest thing. Just put some lettuce in a bowl. We had a huge line. We were overflowed, and this lady comes back in, and I'm rushing. Yeah, but Shade, you can't just spit in people's food. I've never done it yet. Okay, so yeah, those, that's enough of a call to action. Do all of those things. Please. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's a lot. So pick one, please. Uh, just one. I don't care which one. We're not forcing you, but we are. Uh, we know who all of you are who listen to the podcast regularly. <laughs> we'll find you. We know where you all live. Uh, and I do have a sword collection, so. And I have a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with that, I think I think we'll end it. That's that's uh, that's a. What's my pet peeve? What? Oh, there you go. What? When you cannot find a specific piece.